So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into? Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's Dan Day. My name is Dan, and my birthday is on St. Patrick's Day, but I don't drink, and I'm not really too Irish, so it's pretty much like any other birthday. My name is Jimmy, and Dan and I both have an aunt who would call us on St. Patrick's Day and ask us if we wanted to get our butts painted green. (laughs) Yes. My name is Jeff, and it used to be a joke in our friends group that whenever Dan got involved with a project, it would fall apart and die. That's why I secretly began a project called Don't Tell Dan, which I wrote on the cover of a notebook. Well, Dan eventually found it and got sad. But don't worry, Danny. None of our other friends have a very successful podcast. Happy birthday, Daniel. Oh, that's cute. Uh, And also, um, all my projects wouldn't have fallen apart if they weren't involved with the same group of friends. So maybe it was you guys all along. Yeah. (laughs) That still hurts my feelings. Wow. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you like you were so sad when you found that notebook. And it was funny because I was we were parked in the car while I was writing this fun fact on my phone and my wife was in the back seat and I didn't know she was looking at my phone. She goes, Jeffrey, that's mean. And I was like, yes, (laughs) it is. is. He's right. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't it like a script that you never finished? I don't want to talk about that. But yes, Uh (laughs) yes, it was. That's the funny part, too. Oh, um, wow. So, Jimmy, we do both have an aunt who would call us every year on St. Patrick's Day, which is also my birthday, and be like, you guys ready? I'm going to pick you up and take you to town hall to get your butts painted green. Oh, that's right. It was town hall. I forgot about that. And then you're like, I'm 25. Please stop. (laughs) Basically, yeah. She still does it to me, actually. I think because it's also my birthday, so she calls me to say happy birthday. Yeah. But, but one year, see, I was always like a smart ass kid. I was always like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. And then one year when I was like maybe nine years old, she came to my house and picked me up, me and my sister. And I was like, what the f- is happening? Sorry, Jim. <laughs> and she drove us to town hall and parked out wow. front. And I was about to cry. I was like, I don't want to go in. <laughs> and then she took us to friendlies and got us ice cream cones oh, nice. oh that's what sweet. a what a lovely ending to that very funny story yes always frighten your children it's it's a good habit hey guys yeah did we get any uh reviews tweets emails oh we sure did <laughs> we got an email from our favorite Six star Brian. Don't let five star Sean hear you say that six star Brian is one of our favorites. Oh, well, he's not six star Sean yet, so I don't know. We'll get there. Oh, shit. Shot fired. (laughs) Dad, fight. Dad, fight. Dad, fight. (laughs) Oh, my dad would totally beat up your dad. Oh, Um, he probably would. Yeah, dad, fight. Let's do it. Yeah. My dad has more hair. 
Wow. A little bit. Uh, so the subject is RE, Game Grump 2 episode. It doesn't say Game Grumps. It says Game Grump 2 episode. He also writes it in business format. RE, Game Grump format. <laughs> yeah. It says, good show. Well done as usual. I'm sorry. Just the formatting is really funny. <laughs> he enters after every statement, which every is really thought. good. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, good show. Well done as usual. Really liked the end extras. Dan should pee before recording. <laughs> also, sorry for restarting the Wi-Fi while you're recording. Six stars sent for my iPhone. <laughs> That's my favorite part, the sent for my iPhone part. So uh, good. So good. Shout out to Six Star. <laughs> Please don't restart the Wi-Fi. <laughs> that killed me. This is the part of the episode each week where we take a minute to say what we've been talking ourselves into. That's right. We're the toy boys. Let's get our toy on. Uh, this week, I've been talking myself into starting a new serious TV series. Okay. What, I mean what series that, is that? Well, I don't know yet, Jeff. What I mean by that <laughs> is that I separate all television into two categories in my head. Serious or fun fun. And fun fun is dumb dumb. Those are things that I can watch while I fall asleep. <laughs> so like serious to you, you would put like the office in serious? The first time I watched the office, yes. Rewatches are fun fun. Okay. I anything get it. that I anything you, that I can things that you want to pay attention to. Exactly. Okay, the maybe idea you should is relabel it. No. Fun fun. <laughs> And serious. No, I have fun. I have fun, fun in the other name, which is serious. Yeah, I never actually have said these out loud. These are just exist in my head. There exists a, an image. I'm a visual thinker, and there's two columns in my head, and every TV series falls into one of those columns, like Plinko. So, uh, the last That's TV a very series. boring game of Plinko. Yeah, it's only two. <laughs> Only two columns. And at the bottom, instead of saying dollar values, one says serious and one says fun fun. And yeah. uh, so The Crown. I finished watching The Crown. That was definitely serious. I can't wait and for now the next season. I know. The quandary is yeah. what what do I watch serious? So right now it's all fun fun. So I've been watching a lot of dumb, dumb, fun, fun shows uh, <laughs> that I fall asleep to, but I, I need to get like a good serious show again. And I have a lot on my yeah. list. I just have to sit down and commit to one. What are you guys watching for serious shows right now? Anything? Nothing really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Nothing right now that I can think of. So we're all just watching dumb dums. Fun. <laughs> I guess so. I just finished Sons of Anarchy, which was my second watch through and my wife's first. So mm. for me, that was a dumb dumb because I've seen yeah. it. So I wasn't exactly. paying total attention. But well, that uh, also yeah. falls into a subcategory, which is bad, bad. Dad, bad. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Mayans is coming back in a few days as of recording this. So that's going to be a serious because we're, yeah. we're into Mayans. I didn't. This watch is kind of a season. side tangent. <laughs> this is kind of a side tangent because... 
um i've been trying to talk my mom into watching some more like things out of her wheelhouse Mm -hmm. and i told her to start watching stranger things Mm -hmm. and um she was terrified of it apparently (laughs) and uh but she watched the entire thing and i was like just get to season three season three is a little bit more lighthearted. and then she just sent me a text message i think it was halfway through the season or something she was like half the town just turned into monsters when does it become lighthearted?" <laughs> and i was like i don't even remember that happening oh yeah there's like uh, the pod people wait until she sees oh we're spoiling stranger things series season yeah three. she finished she finished the season but uh okay. she liked it cool yeah. uh jeff cool. what are you talking yeah. yourself into talking myself into the shuli show what do you guys know about this before i talk about it I told us about it. Yeah, I know a lot about it. I watched, I listened to the first couple episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, this has been on my list for a while, so I wasn't sure if you listened to it. But Shuli Egar was on the Howard Stern show for 15 years, and he recently left and started his own podcast. And I was like, this is interesting because usually when people leave the Stern show or people get banned from it, they never talk about it. Like, they yeah. sign deals or Howard never brings it up. It's it's really interesting. So I was like, I got to hear uh, the reasons why. So he had his first episode. He didn't shit on anybody, which I thought was pretty good. But he gave his reasons. And if you're a Stern fan, there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that happened at the Stern show originally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was there for 15 years. He was pretty much the head of the whack pack. So he has a lot of stories that he has to tell. And what during two episodes of the five that are out so far, like, um, High Register Sean called in, who has been on Talk Me Into, so that was pretty funny. And That's yeah. awesome that we can say that. Yeah, and yeah. um, and he kind of he he has other people that he's met. He moved to Alabama, um, that are interesting and kind of whack packy that he's starting to um, bring on there. And there's some people from the Stern Show past he's talked to so far. So it's for Stern fans. It's actually pretty pretty interesting to listen to. Yeah, and that's I it. enjoyed that's all I got. this. I enjoyed the first two episodes. Um, I think he's got good content, but he's not a great natural like host. No, and, and the producer is not really good. And they do figure it out because they're just learning how to podcast. And it is live. Like they record, they broadcast it live somehow. Um, like I'm not a patron or anything. I wouldn't pay money for it. I don't think it's great quality. But yeah. like there's some there is a good interview he did or he had doug stanhope on who i'm familiar with but not a huge huge fan but Mm. it was a really good episode they were just bsing the whole time about comedy about other comedians and just like funny anecdotes and there's one yeah is the shuli show serious or fun fun it's (laughs) it's both it is both because because like you cannot be both (laughs) I would say serious because I do pay attention. And he okay. he has his parents on who are from Israel, which, you know, a lot yeah. of people are like, Stern did that. But like, you could talk to your parents. People talk to their parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good podcast. Comes out once a week. Yeah. Cool. It's just starting. Jimmy. Nice. Yeah. I've been talking myself into, I guess I would just call it maintenance because, you know, we're adults. We got to do dumb shit. Um First, my first one was I had to fix my car because my brakes were shot. So that was great and expensive. And uh, I was driving on my way to work. And then all of a sudden they started like grinding when I started braking, which was great. It was dope. But um, I think I needed to get my brakes looked at anyways because they were like sort of thumping occasionally. So I got my brakes looked at and they got completely changed. And I'm a sucker (laughs) and I got... I love, other tires. I too. love hearing you talk about this because I too don't know how to do anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. But like, just hearing you talk about it, you clearly don't know what you're saying. And I don't know the right answer either, <laughs> but I just know it's not right. He's and like, it's right. Funny. <laughs> they got changed. <laughs> yeah. I had, um, uh, the brake pads and the rotors. Yeah. Got replaced. I was going to say the rotors. Cause I I've had those changed several times. It sucks real bad. Yeah. That's yeah, a word I've heard as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so I got those done and I also got new tires. And Jimmy a had a fun fact too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, so there's that one. That was the first one that I could think of. And then the second thing that's sort of maintenance too is my washing machine is breaking again. But so Jimmy, that's great. Yes. You've told us in the past that you fix your washing machine with a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I Jimmy, did do that. you told me this morning that you had a kitty diarrhea pool. <laughs> yes i did i'm i'm going to tell that story now so last night um ever since i guess it's been a couple weeks since the washing machine's been kind of leaking again too but um i just didn't really think about it i just like turn off the water when i'm not using it classic and uh, i was was gonna get it fixed eventually (laughs) and um so i was running the washing machine last night and then i got an error code and i was like that's wonderful love that so I um, I disconnected the whole thing and I'm like, whatever, frick it. I'm just going to call somebody and I'm going to have someone look at it. So I disconnected it just so it'll be easier for whenever somebody comes over. And um, <laughs> I I took the water inlet valves and basically like put them up high because they were like still dripping. Mm. And <laughs> I woke up this morning and since they were on basically over my litter box, they flooded the entire litter box and oh. I was like, ah, great. And uh, luckily I like just cleaned it like the other day. So it wasn't too bad, but it was still disgusting. Mm. So I, of course I see that and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. So I literally took it and I just threw it in the dumpster <laughs> and I had to make a um, emergency run to the grocery store. And um, Did you throw out the whole box, too? box. Yeah. I got rid of the whole box too, because it was just gross. Did class. you throw out the and, cat? Uh, That's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I threw them both out in the dumpster. And um so I did that and that was great too, but of course I was like I was going to wash my bedding last night and I was like, "Well, I have dirty bedding." So, I went to Target and I bought new bedding. Oh my so god. Now I, <laughs> so now I have new bedding. That's and tomorrow when the washing that's... machine's still not fixed, you'll go to the store and just buy all new clothes to wear. <laughs> yes, that's, that's such correct. a 2015 Jeff thing to do. <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah jeff isn't that Um, why you had like 10 bags of clothes because rather than wash clothes you would just buy t-shirts at like walmart or target yeah exactly (laughs) i would buy like the two dollar hanes jeff would show up with like the most generic like ghostbusters logo t-shirt that you get for (laughs) 5.99 yeah it would just look like a look like a cartoon character just with like a blank outfit yeah but uh my uh my new bedding's pretty nice i mean it was a little warm last night i was i woke up was a little sweaty but uh it is what it is. Hey. Got to do what you got to do. Living that life. Get that machine fixed, bruh. Yeah. I, I called this morning. Cool. Then they berated me for using pods. Oh, yeah. You can't use pods. Don't listen to Jack. Well, He's going to rave about pods. They're bad for your washing machine. <laughs> yeah. I already I, did uh, off mic. <laughs> yeah. We already talked about it. It's fine. Tide pods are for eating, not for washing. <laughs> That's it. There's no more to say about this. Happy birthday to Dan. Happy <laughs> birthday to Dan. 
Happy birthday to Dan the Man. Oh. You'll... <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Yay, it's your birthday this week. Yay. The week we're recording gonna... this, not the week the we, Yeah. Oh, because we're, we're stupid. We're doing Jimmy Day. We did that. We recorded it the week of his birthday. So on the week of his birthday, he could have some fun stuff to do. It's not yeah. coming out the yeah. week of his birthday. Same thing with Dan. We're like, we're picking two topics for Dan because it's his birthday. Yeah. That we know he's going to like or should be easy likes because we don't want to put in the hard work. We just want to give him a couple easy, fun things to, to do. I'm excited for this. Yeah. And Dan, you have no idea what we're going to pick. No, unlike I feel like most podcasts have like a conceit, but behind the scenes, they don't really follow it. We actually do. So we have not discussed this at all. And I'm assuming you nope. guys discussed it behind the we scenes. Have. Away from yeah. You. Yep. Yep. So I'm excited for this. I have no clue. That um, I have no clue for. <laughs> Dude, Jimmy, you should redo the intro again, but with you as a little baby. Jeff saying wants that. all new intros every day. I just think it would be funny just to add on, just like make it longer. Every episode is like five seconds longer. That sounds um, like a Jeff job. Yeah, I, I, I'll do it. I'm doing it. Oh, right. So when we did Jimmy Day, we did the commitments and a Wilhelm scream. He was yep. talking yep. to him. Easy peasy. Yeah, fun little correct. thingy thingies so this week jimmy why don't you go first sure uh so this week i don't know why i it kind of came to my mind but i was like you know i i wanted to think of something that's obviously like a givey like a gimme for dan so first thing i thought of was superheroes so that's what i did um <laughs> so this is a show that you're gonna talk I, me into all superheroes yeah all the superheroes i like some uh, of them this, already wow <laughs> this is, i like batman this is gonna be great yeah so this is a show that i remember watching um i believe it came out in like 2009 or 2010 yeah 2009 there. i believe yeah so this is a show that um funny enough dan you gave me the blu-ray set for this is wolverine and the x-men oh yeah schnickety schnickt. yeah yeah so this is a show that um I really liked when I watched it, and um, it's very short. It's one season, mm. and uh, which is unfortunate because it is a very yeah. good show. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought of that like immediately because I was like, oh, that's the thing that I want to revisit, first of all. And second of all, I was like, Dan's going to like this. And I, I know, gave Dan, that you don't... to you? Yeah, you did. You got it for me as a Christmas present, oh, I believe. No recollection. present? Yeah. It was, I mean, 10 years ago at this point. Huh. But um, yeah, we're going to watch the first three episodes, which is like a three-part little arc called Hindsight. And uh, the basic conceit of the show is um, the X Mansion blows up, and basically, um, Doctor or uh, Professor Xavier is like nowhere to be found, and um, the X Men have to be basically be put back together to like look for Professor Xavier and uh, hmm. put everything back into peace. Yeah, so, um, for a second when you announced this, I was like, "Oh no, I've seen this." But then I remembered I've seen X Men Evolution. Not oh yeah, Wolverine that's before that. Yeah, I'm um, stoked. And I know, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna like this. I know you don't, you're not super into X Men, but uh, hopefully this could uh get you a little bit more back into. Yeah, this it. I never read on... a lot of X Men cartoons, but I grew up loving the X Men animated series, and I did enjoy right. X Men Evolution. So I'm yeah, excited. Th- oh, okay. this has been on the list since we started the show i've loved the show when it was first announced i was like ah wolverine fatigue like i'm not too pumped right. on it then the show came out and i was like this is really good like it 
it would i think it's a better show than the 90 series even though i, I love the 90 series but you know for nostalgia reasons um right but it's a really good show and it kind of had bad timing so it didn't get renewed for a second season because it was when marvel bought um when disney bought marvel and it was just one of those things that just like didn't by make the wayside. it yeah and it's really right. unfortunate because it's it's a very solid season of superhero cartoons i'm excited for that is it streaming anywhere yep it's on disney plus dope amber yep three first three episodes are called hindsight so uh we're gonna watch that and uh talk dan into it i mean i like looking at Heinz, so i'm excited for that. <laughs> nice. that was, i don't nice. like that joke at all it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> funny or anything it, it was not good um so i'm gonna talk you into x-men evolution which is no i'm not um originally when jimmy told me what he was picking i was like i'm gonna pick x-men evolution i'll be very funny because i do like x-men evolution a lot so do um, i I kind of had a hard time picking something because there were several things I wanted to pick, like X-Men Evolution, and then there was like some music I was thinking of, but I was like, let's just... We also have basically the same interests. Yeah, that's why it's very difficult because I'm trying to like think of something that's easy too. Um, So I'm picking something that at first you didn't like this, but I think that you will when I present it to you now. Because you like Ninja Turtles, and yes. I like Ninja Turtles, and we could never talk about Ninja Turtles because we like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> but I am going to talk you into the 2012 Nickelodeon series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so That's a fun this reaction. This is not the conceit of this show. <laughs> So, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. This is why I want to do this, because I, I think I, I think I got you. There's a lot of things that we both don't like about the show, right? Yeah. We could we could probably do a whole episode on what we don't like about it. Yeah. But there's a lot in this show that is great. And that's what I want you to see. So I'm not necessarily like I don't want you to say yes and then expect you to watch the whole series. I want you to say what I saw is interesting enough. Let me watch specific episodes because with this series, that's what I would do because there's a lot of really good stuff and a lot of really bad stuff. And I actually went on a Ninja Turtles forum, which I was of course he did a very yes, he did frequent. I I read the article. Um, I haven't used it in a while. The Technodrome forums. And I explained to them, I explained to them the show, what I'm doing. And a lot of people pitched in with ideas. Um, Some gave a lot of episodes. Um, some users gave really good suggestions. Some were like, just watch it in order. And I was like, listen, I'm not watching it in order. It's bad. And it's kind of funny too, because <laughs> on this, on this website that loves Ninja Turtles and loves all the like really bad stuff too. And I remember people loving this show on this forum. Everybody's like, it's not great overall. <laughs> um, I'm just giving you two episodes. I'm giving you um, a two parter. So it's just like, it's pretty much just like a 44 minute episode. Annihilation Earth. It is the season finale of season three. And I picked this one. I haven't really rewatched this series. So a lot of like the, the 2K3 series, I've watched a lot. And um, I can tell you a lot of the episodes there. But this one, I, I was having a little problems with. But this episode features a lot of different things. It's kind of at a point in the series where 
I don't have to explain to you like who Utrams are or who Shredder is. You know that. There's some characters in here who yes. you'll be like, I don't know this, but I know this take. Like this episode has the turtles in New York City with Triceratons, with uh the Krang or the Utram fighting Shredder, fighting it, it, it's it has all of this stuff. So you're that, telling me it doesn't have a monster of the week that is made up of pizza and voiced by Roseanne Barr? <laughs> <laughs> no because <laughs> that was a great episode <laughs> no it it doesn't Th- this episode is and it ends on a cliffhanger too so i which goes into some cool places this the series does explore a lot of cool stuff and that's what i want you to see so that's what i think the the reason i pick this uh series was for now the the difficult thing one of the reasons why i almost didn't pick it is because it's going to be a little hard to watch <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think this is streaming anywhere. So Nickelodeon uh, did this really dumb thing where for years, like the the 2K3 series, they never released season releases of it. It's hard yeah. to get. The DVDs are worth a lot of money. Paramount Plus just came out. They put the 2K3 series up. That's awesome because that series should be accessible to everybody. This series, they also, I think they did season releases for like the first two. But then they never released Blu-rays. They never did a box set. It's not streaming anywhere, which is stupid. I don't know why they do that, because it's a franchise that people would buy. But I have all of the DVDs, and I will let you borrow this DVD to watch these two episodes. Okay, I thought you were going to say that I just had to put on Pluto TV, the Ninja Turtles channel, and just watch that for like two weeks and hope that they showed up. I put that on in the background. That's some of my fun fun. Yeah. That is fun yeah, fun. Really good. This this is on the the DVD called Revenge, which has like 12 episodes on it. And I'll let you borrow that. Jimmy, I'm sure you have means to watch the episodes on your own. Yeah, I can look it up. Yeah, because we're, we're adults. We know how to do that. But sometimes we have to hold Dan's hand. But you like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I'm I not think, good at technology. <laughs> I think that um, you'll like this. And I haven't rewatched this. I skimmed through it to make sure there was none of that dumb shit that you hate because I don't <laughs> like it either. But like I said, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. And I really want you to see the really good stuff. Like first, I was thinking about doing episodes with Karai, but uh, it's just it's too much to give you on a fun episode. I didn't want to have to make you work. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. I wasn't expecting this. This is like yeah, when, when someone you... gives you socks for a birthday present. <laughs> but then you turn 35 and you're like, this is a good present. You're like, I could use a pair of socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Jeff uh, pitched this to me, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be an uphill battle. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched the show too, and I've seen some really cool stuff out of the series. I was never a huge fan of it. I would, I definitely preferred 2K3 over this. But Oh, um, for sure. But, but like the Karai storyline is awesome. The space stuff is some of it's pretty good there's some cool characters in there right um but yeah dude triceratons like that was my first instagram name dude triceraton they're awesome oh yeah i had yeah. kevin eastman sketch me a triceraton cool. i like triceratons and you will too yeah so jeff's idea for dan day is to pitch me something that he kind of likes and hasn't seen in a long time and knows that i actively dislike got it <laughs> Happy birthday. Here's something that you'll have to suffer through. I'm remembering this for Jeff Day in September. Jeff, for Jeff Day, I'm talking you into ingesting broken glass. 
See, I know you don't like this. <laughs> yeah. But give it a chance. If you've eaten broken glass in the past, you might like it better the way I present it to you. Worst case oh, scenario. Worst case, you're like, ah, I don't think you're going to hate this. I really don't. Yeah, you know, I'm down. I mean, it's only two episodes. We should have a repercussion, though. Go, I mean, I won't hold you to it, but for upcoming uh, birthday episodes, if the person doesn't like it, they should get to throw a pie in the face of the person who presented it. If we record wow. in person, then yes, we Let's can do, do that. it. September, if I don't talk Jeff into something, he gets to throw a pie in my face. I can't wait to cream pie you. <laughs> That's the end of the segment. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay, fellas, my birthday was last week, I think, and I feel no different. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't I'm pretty remember. sure that was like a week and a half ago at this point, but yeah, it's uh, fine. When, you're, when you're 34, birthdays don't matter. It's just a day where you eat a piece of cake. Um, and another way that we celebrated was by watching some cartoons because that's what Jimmy and Jeff think of me. That's that's also <laughs> what happens when you're 34. You just watch yeah. car- watch cartoons and eat a piece of cake. Yeah. To be fair, Dan, we've watched a lot of cartoons over the years. So. To be fair, you're correct. Yeah. So the first thing, Jimmy. You, yes. You tried to talk me into Wolverine and the X-Men. You said this is a shoo-in. This is your birthday gift. Yes. Um, so we watched the first three episodes of season one, which is now streaming on Disney Plus. Yep. Yep. Very convenient. I, I believe it's called Hindsight, right? Yes. Correct. Yes. Because all three episodes are just a close up on Wolverine's cute, tight butt. It's yes. The hindsight. <laughs> it's <the> hindsight. <laughs> um, but we're going to be spoiling them. So a mm-hmm. uh, little background info. I thought I had watched some of this show, mm. but... It's possible that at 34, my memory is so bad that I don't even have glimpses of memories. Like, I don't even have a shard of a memory from this show. You were talking about uh, how you think you saw Wolver- or um, X-Men Evolution, I believe. I definitely saw half. that because I, I looked at the promo and I remembered, like, the character designs. Yeah. I think possibly Jeff had bought... Did you at one point own this, Jeff? Wolverine I still... And yeah, I have the Blu-ray. Yeah, so I think I was like, oh, I should watch that, and then never did, but any hoozle. <laughs> I think it, overall, it's it's much better than X-Men Evolution. X-Men Evolution took a little while to kind of find its stride in its four seasons, and this is one season of pure balls. Yeah, well, let's get into that. So I thought the first, I, I thought it was pretty ballsy to open up your new show with this, like, three-parter yeah. that's sort of dark. Um, it is, yeah. Because at, at this point, I think that they just assume that there have been three huge movies that yeah. the public knows the, who the X-Men are. Like right, in the 90s, exactly. it, you know, it was for kids and stuff. And the comics were big at the time, but it wasn't like a mainstream thing. Like your grandma didn't know who Wolverine was. Yeah, I mean, so we'll get into a little bit of the plot, but I, I think they do a good job along with what Jeff said of showing rather than telling um and i'm sure it's because they you know they do feel that there's a built-in audience and there's a group of even kids who know the basics like they know who wolverine is they know who rogue is but it's nice we get this opening and this like idyllic um you know they're on 
the campus of Charles Xavier's school and like everything's nice. Everyone's hanging out on the quad, you know, whizzing a bee. And then <laughs> Wolverine, I had to throw that one in there. Wolverine has to, you know, spoil the good time for Rogue by saying like he's leaving because that's what he does. I mean, if yeah. you're an entry level Wolverine fan, you know the claws, <laughs> you know the healing, and you know that he doesn't stick around. Yeah, He's a bad boy true. who rides a motorcycle. He's a loner, <laughs> like, Dottie, a rebel. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeff. That's perfect. Um, and obviously, Rogue isn't happy because, as we saw in X-Men in the year 2000, you know, 21 years ago, uh, Wolverine Logan is the one who found her, and she sees him, like, as a family figure. So there's this, right. like, little, you know, strife, little heart between them. And then um, a big boom-boom happens. A big boom-boom. Yeah, we see Xavier start to like wince in pain and, and uh, Jean Grey as well. And then a uh, mm-hmm. big old explosion. I like yeah. how they handle this, too. They didn't show it. They're just like they right. flash forward to a year. And then the rest of the time they showed it is in like PTSD flashbacks that yeah. Logan is yeah. having. That was yeah. pretty ballsy for a kid show that was aired on Saturday mornings. It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like the world is different. Professor X and Jean Grey are missing. The rest of the X-Men are, like, disbanded. Uh, Xavier Academy is ruined. And then in the larger sphere, um, there's this sort of, like, government-mandated mutant response division. Right. That, it's basically they're all rounding up mutants. Yeah, it's yeah, a classic it's, X-Men trope that's been yep, updated right. for this series. Right. Yeah, for some reason, every time we see the X-Men, they're always at the stage of, like, about to be, like forced into submission by the u.s government like they're never way before that or way after it they're and it's always, always like, senator kelly yeah that bastard oh, yeah yeah he's always and he's the, always the most unrealistic to... part about this show about people who could like turn into ice and like walk through walls is that there's a senator from new york that's the racist <laughs> and not like from the <laughs> south yeah true i mean we wouldn't know how the parties would react to mutants but you're probably right well, I mean, Us this liberal it, coastal elite cucks would be like, bring on the muties. <laughs> muties. I pronounced that weird. Pronounced that weird. Muties, my <laughs> in it. Yeah, in it. Um, so, yeah, the, the world's fuckity if you're a mutant. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Sorry, Jimity. Uh, but yeah. they want everyone to register, but uh, it feels like they really just want to, like, round up mutants and, like, kill them or, like, lock them away. Yes. Um, because we see Wolverine, you know, he's a man on the road again. In the words of Willie Nelson, he's on his bike and he's uh, <laughs> he's driving down the road. He sees a big house fire. He goes in and rescues a little girl because that's no, what he do. It was a train wreck. A train wreck? Oh, what was I watching? I thought it was a house fire. No, it was definitely a train wreck because there was all the people standing around. Oh, Remember, cool. Jim, are you going to back me up, Jim? <laughs> yes, I believe that's Well, correct. that makes a lot of sense because after he rescues a <laughs> little girl, he ends up going back to their house. And yes. I, was going, I was thinking to myself, do they have a second house? It was a train wreck <laughs> and like 12 yeah. people got out because there's only 12 people ever on a train in the New yeah. York area. Yeah. And yes. the little girl's inside and then he goes in and then there's an explosion. And when the, the dust clears, he's covering her and he's still like knocked out and he's slowly healing, but she's fine. And then yeah. one of the guys that's standing by called the mrd because he was like it doesn't matter he's a mutant and then yeah. the family took he's got in. razors in his hands yeah. <laughs> he said that several times yeah several times 
several. I also love how they call them Martys too, because yeah, like, I, lo- I love when they do, like shorten those things. They have like little colloquialisms. Mm. That was fun. So uh, he's like, listen, Wolverine heals. He like escapes uh, the MRD people who have like raided the family's house. But they're like such bastards that they round up the family and they're like, hey, you're a mutant lover. We're going to take you away. And right. uh, so Wolverine goes back to Xavier Academy, <clears throat> teams up with Beast, who's like <clears throat> somehow in the basement of this like bombed out shell of a ruin and has like full technology and electricity and TV signals <laughs> and internet. <laughs> they have backup generators. It's yeah. fine. So, Dan, what did you think overall? Because this is kind of like the end of the first episode. That That's pretty much what happened there. Well, we didn't get to the prison break. I know uh, I know, we're like almost there, but Wolverine and Beast go into the uh, MRD fortress, whatever, and they break out the family. And then I was happy to see that they also free all the mutants that were caged up. So we got to see some like yeah. weird mutants. Some of them I wasn't familiar with, like Dust. And, yeah. Uh, Possibly yeah, that, someone that was named cool. Boom Boom. Yeah, Boom Boom, Pyro, Dust, um, and there were a couple others. I think that around that time, those were kind of characters that were in like some of the ancillary X-Men comic titles. Right. So it was cool to see. I remember when that came out, I was like, oh shit, these characters and they're animated. <laughs> That's really cool. And I thought that was kind of going to be the team moving forward. So did I. <laughs> but like the, if you're talked into this, this series, there's 23 more episodes and they do have like really cool takes on characters, you know, um, characters yes, that do. weren't animated before or never have been on, or they've been on screen, but it's been like really shitty in the background um, yeah. or, yes. or done poorly. Um, so that's that's something to look forward to. I, I mean, overall, I like this as an opener to the series. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So like. Uh... I'd rather like talk about all of them together because it does feel like one long episode. Right? Yeah, we can we can get that fun. Sorry, I'm I've got a frog in my throat, much like Toad who appears in the second episode. Oh, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. You like that segment? Yeah, we're we're introduced to the classic brotherhood of uh, evil mutants lineup. Yeah. I like that they don't say Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. They just call themselves the Brotherhood because if I was in a right. group called the Brotherhood of Evil White Guys, I probably wouldn't want to call myself that. <laughs> I just yeah. think like it's it's very much reeks of that sketch. Um, from yeah, are Mitchell we and Web are book. we the baddies? Are, are we the baddies? Yeah, like yeah, n- nobody calls themselves don't evil. Join a group with evil in the name. Yeah, it's a not, lot of not a good look. Most evil groups just take evil imagery like skulls and yeah. death and the Punisher Lightning logo. Yeah. yeah, but they uh, <laughs> they don't call themselves evil. Yeah, I do love as the cops are uh, taking up Toad. <laughs> the uh, the dispatcher was like, "Is it Toad again?" And then they just immediately get splashed with whatever that liquid Toad gives. Goo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, "Yes, it's Toad again." I thought it was a cool take on the character. I mean, we're spending way more time on Toad than I ever thought we would. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, I also um, thought it was cool that in this version of the brotherhood you also have avalanche which is kind of like i remember him from the trading cards you know and like i remember seeing him here and there but not like a huge character and domino who is a pretty cool character so i don't i don't know if she was in the original x-men series so when this came out i think it was kind of a big deal because like domino's finally in a cartoon yeah i'm not a huge x-men guy so i actually wasn't familiar with them but they were interesting. Um, basically, episode two is sort of like the beginning of Bruce, Blues Brothers. Like, we're putting the band back together. 
Yeah, kind of. It's uh, Beast and Wolverine trying to bring back the original X-Men, you know, the classic heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Right. I do love the relationship between Logan and, and Beast in this cartoon. I think it's really well done. Yeah, and, there's a... Uh, it's fun. I, f- I forgot to mention one thing that I really liked in the first episode, which is um, they do a good job at character building. They're not just like generic yep. characters who have powers. They have their own personalities. Like, I love... The juxtaposition of the way Logan and Beast handle the break-in or the Mm break-out. So Beast is like, I'm a pacifist by nature. And Wolverine just like drop kicks two guys. I, I also mean, it's helpful that they had two and a half good movies to base these off of. So exactly, I also like uh, ex- exactly what you said. How they did it with Wolverine and Cyclops, because uh, Wolverine is taking yep. over the leadership role, and Cyclops having lost the love of his life, she's missing, she's dead, we don't know yet. Um, he's all like disheveled and living life like Wolverine that we know would have, just like in a motel, and he's just like wearing this trench coat. Um, yeah. And he's just a, a big old jerk. And yeah, I got to say, I don't love sad Cyclops. It harkens back to the third X-Men movie, which I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I think it, you need it in this because it will. It, it lays a foundation for right. what's to come. Otherwise, why wouldn't Scott just step into a leadership role? Right. Plus, right. plus Cyclops is such a badass. But a lot of times he comes off as like a goody two shoe, you know. Just like the generic, like Superman hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I really like that. And I do like how he's wearing the trench coat. Like in this show, I think that the character design is really cool because it's it's classic X-Men, but updated with a a trench coat. Well, I mean, (laughs) I mean, it's interesting that you bring this up because I'm not going to say it's a negative because it's it's kind of cool. But it is sort of like a thing that rewatch these first couple episodes sometime and notice that every character who has an edge wears a trench coat it's it's a thing <laughs> i <laughs> yeah. never noticed that that's funny you, you could say that but i mean like the movies were built on like these black early 2000s right. style things and these are like nope we're wearing yellow and blue and it's fun yeah it feels yeah. i mean overall these three episodes felt like an updating of the 90s x-men cartoon rather than like a cartoonification of the X-Men movies. Yes. Which is something that yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at, also, at, at episode going, two starts out yeah. with that billboard shot of Genosha. And I was like, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, yes, we are going to Genosha. Yeah. And for people like, who don't know, Genosha was like this safe haven island that Magneto created for mutants. So if like the MRD or other people are trying to like hunt mutants, <laughs> you could come to Genosha and it's it's this utopia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a cool world that they drop us into that's not typical. Sure. Like I said, like my biggest fault with the Brian Singer X-Men movies, besides the boy touching, is that <laughs> wow. like, so often we we find the X-Men in the exact same spot, which is that like uh, Charles Xavier and Eric Lencher are pitted against each other but have a mutual respect and the government is cracking down on mutants and Jean right. Grey is about to explode. Like, that's every Brian Singer <laughs> X-Men movie. Correct, so yes. it's refreshing to be like, yeah, that happened, but things are different in this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there was a ton of new stuff in part two. We, we do see, like, well, Rogue possibly take up the cause of the of the brotherhood and we meet uh angel and his father warren worthington who seems to be behind like the mrd and he seems to actually be like playing senator kelly a little bit which is an an interesting take and 
you know, probably more like how real government works, which is that there's like these shadowy rich guys behind the scenes that are actually like moving the chess pieces to benefit themselves. Yeah, this is Exanon. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that mean? It was it was a joke like QAnon, but X Men. <laughs> it was oh, a QAnon joke. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was my joke. Yeah, no, but like I do like how like in this episode. See, I don't bro, read the X Men comics, so I thought Exanon was like a long standing X Men comic book thing that it's you were not, pointing out. It's not, but like Rogue is courted by the Brotherhood in this episode, and like you don't know if she's really turning. And I mean, we're talking about all three episodes at once, but it seems like she, the she's playing the Brotherhood. Right. By pretending to play the X-Men. So she's like a double agent. It's it's really cool stuff that's going on here. Yeah. And then to segue to the final episode that we watched, Hindsight mm-hmm. Part 3, we find out that at the end, we find out that Rogue is a triple agent. But we'll get there. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and like, uh, like Kitty's headed to Genosha at the end of this episode. So we're going to go to Genosha in the next episode. But I also love how they call her Shadow Cat. Like they never do that. And that was like. Such yeah, a, I noticed that, too. I hate yeah. that in the movies. Not necessarily like the the last four, but the first three. Like, yeah, they they say Cyclops, they say Storm. But like they always use the, the person's real name, mm-hmm, which is yeah. like, I get it. I get that you do that in private. But like when you're in your costume, no, that motherfucker Shadow Cat. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um also we see the introduction of uh emma frost which is interesting she yeah. hasn't appeared in any of the x-men cartoons that i follow but i know her from you know the comics and from a very bad performance in days of future past oh january Correct. jones is a terrible actress um, i mean she's good in Mad Men, but she's bad in everything okay. else she was real she was one of the worst hosts of snl i've seen any who's Zolstan, <laughs> that's your line um yeah so this is where so we see rogue uh maybe she's a bad guy and we see emma frost trying to join the x-men so i thought that was pretty cool yeah and uh like emma frost is like hey uh i know you guys don't like me but you need someone to control cerebro and i can yes um, i thought that was really cool yeah uh well, Logan has like sort of brought on this mutant forge to like fix everything. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what I was going to say about that is that, like I said, there's some characters that you might be fans of from the comics. This is one of them. Like forge in this is so cool. And like this updated version of him is so awesome. He's not just like in the background fixing stuff. He's like a team member in this. And I remember yeah. watching this for the first time. I was like, oh, man, this is great. Like they're letting cool characters shine. Yeah, I remember watching this for the first time, and I, I didn't know anything about him, but I, I vaguely, like, knew the name, but I remember, like, he was, like, a big part of this cartoon, from what I remember. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. His power is that he can just basically fix anything? I think he's just, like, really smart or something. I don't I don't even know, and he's got, like, a metal leg, but he's cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's, like, putting that shit back together. Emma Frost puts on the Cerebro helmet. She finds Professor X, and he's in Geonosha. Or is it Genosha? Am I pronouncing it oddly? I don't know. I believe it's Genosha. Yeah, it's Genosha. Oh, where did I get Geonosha from? Anyways, any hoozles. <laughs> oh, um, there it is. <laughs> the X-Men go to get Professor X back. Um, and, you know, as they do, the X-Men their way in, sneaky. And then they do such a good job sneaking into the island and the fortress. Then they just start blowing shit up and Wolverine just carving <laughs> yes. through walls. 
and very quickly Magneto's like, hey, what's up? And just defeats them because he lives in an all metal fortress, which makes sense. They did some yes. awesome stuff with Magneto's powers, though. Just like how he has the fortress set up, like everything's metal and he could just manipulate anything to be a weapon. And he pins right. Wolverine and Forge and Emma Frost against the wall and he puts Wolverine's hands under each of their jaws and starts to bring his claws out. That is so yeah. cool. That's also yeah. from X-Men, the movie, like exactly that full scene um, <laughs> in the helicopter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's still cool. I don't care. It's still cool. Um, yeah. yeah, it was cool and, how he was like phasing through the walls and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. If you want to talk about things that are cool from that scene, the actual coolest part is how he like stops uh, Kitty Frost or not Kitty Frost. Kitty, Kitty Frost. <laughs> I was looking at Emma Frost. Uh, my, Shadow uh, Cat. Notes. Shadow Cat. Yeah. Yeah. He, he like the way he the stops floor. Shadow Cat is he just like opens up a bottomless pit except for one piece of metal that she's holding on to which makes sense because if she was to try to phase it all she would just fall forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's well done. It, it They took like all <laughs> the ideas of like what's all of their weaknesses and just put them all into one. I thought it was and good. something that's not exclusive to this cartoon, but is always very funny to me is when Iceman makes an ice slide, especially inside, like where's all that ice go, dude? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, I always think it's so funny whenever he like slides and I'm like, that's just a lot of material. That's just going to be there until it melts. They should just cut to like a post credit scene of like servants mopping up a floor and be like, <laughs> yeah. this much ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. No, but I, I, interesting thought on this section of the episode is, um, okay, so we talked about how there's a built-in history with the X-Men for many of its viewers, but in a cartoon, you have to assume that there's going to be a, you know, a large percentage of kids who aren't familiar who are just like, it's a cartoon with powers. I'll watch this. Yeah. And if that's the case, the X-Men are attacking this poor man on an island who only wants to help people. <laughs> yeah, that's Magneto true. Magneto doesn't do anything in these three episodes that warrants. Yeah, but I, I don't think that kids will deconstruct it like that. You think, oh, he's a guy with a cape and a helmet. He's probably a baddie. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And plus, he's also got uh, Xavier, too. So, yeah. I mean, theoretically, it's like, oh, he's holding him hostage, you know? Even though he's actually keeping him alive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I kind of like where this series puts magneto because i'd probably just move to genosha if i was a mutant like well, dude, i know i mean like, that's why magneto Pride was a, going there that's why magneto is such a cool character because like if you read a lot of comics watch a lot of cartoons if you're like in that world it is a very blurred line as to who's the good guy and who's the bad guy sometimes between magneto and professor x because professor x has done some shady shit um yeah. and magneto has done some you know pretty good stuff for his his people uh right. so hear yeah. me out hear me out i'm, I'm hearing i'm gonna you. go on a deep dive right now oh boy so if x-men is an allegory for race relations in the united states i don't many, know if i like where this is going but yes that's, <laughs> that's many correct. people believe it is it 100 percent is and if charles xavier represents a pacifist um non-violent protesting i know, you know exactly where this is going which is martin luther king jr Yes. And Magneto represents a more militant, more separatist form of, um, you know, trying to right mm -hmm. racial wrongs Malcolm such X. as Malcolm X or the yeah. Black Panther Party. Right. And if we look at when the when these characters are based on, you know, when they came out, which is the 1960s versus where we're at now with race in this country. Should we have gone to not we, but should people have followed the other side like things are not great right now 
maybe yeah. Professor X isn't right. Maybe maybe just like sitting there and trying to be the best version of mutants they can be is not the way to get equality and justice. I, I, That's a hot take. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, and it's still, it's always been part of the conversation on yeah. race in this country or, or yeah. anything. I mean, we've seen what happens. Look, like if you even go back to like when people were protesting Bush and the Iraq war, right? You had the largest nonviolent, peaceful protests in the world, and we're still in a 20 year war. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens even. And then you look at the insurrection and you see all this violence. It could have been more violent if they actually were like, you know, did what they were supposed to do, according to them. And also nothing happened. So you can have these huge peaceful movements. You can have violent insurrections and nothing matters because, you know, the government has bigger weapons and they don't care. Yeah. I mean, yes. There's a lot that could be, you know, taken, you know, broken down in that argument. But I just wanted to pose that question because the series did an interesting job. I don't know if it was intentional or not of making so far. I mean, he may come out to do some more nefarious stuff throughout this cartoon. But in these three episodes, Magneto is not the clear villain. He he's sort of an alternate way of thinking about this problem that they're in. Which yeah, if I re- if I remember correctly, that's the way throughout the entire cartoon. So yeah, this cartoon so handles like- them a lot differently than the first cartoon, where like the first cartoon just starts out and he's just like evil laughing, right? Yeah. This right. one is more nuanced because like you have the movies, you see his backstory and right. the concentration camps. So this series yeah. does handle it a little bit different. But it's interesting because like. Why are the X-Men fighting to live in this world that doesn't want them? I almost felt bad for Kitty Pride when they, like, quote-unquote, rescued her from going to Genosha. I'm like, mm, really? You want to go oh. back to this world that hates you and oppresses you? Jimmy, I think we're going to get Dan that shirt that says Magneto was right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, that's why it's, it's I think, in my opinion, it's such a great cartoon because there is that, like, moral ambiguity and uh, just things like that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean. J- just moving on to the end of this episode real quick, we find out that Charles is on Genosha and that he came, he showed up, like, a week before and Magneto didn't know why. So, Magneto's kind of, like, you know, assisting him and making sure that he's okay. Um, and then Charles projects the these. Friend these mad Zordon vibes where a big bald yeah. head is just floating in the sky. Yes. And <laughs> Rangers. It would have been cool if, uh, if, uh, Magneto aye, aye, was aye, like, aye. that was my fucking joke, Jeff. <laughs> Zordon. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Aye, 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 Charles. Uh, yeah. And Professor X has a glimpse into the future. It's like the days of future past yeah. kind of shit going on. Yeah. So it was, a. Hey, uh, the world's about to get really bad, and uh, the only way that you can change it is by working together, and P.S. Wolverine needs to be the leader. And Scott's like, peace, and he just like walks away, and I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. some drama here. Yeah, so, yeah I thought it was cool. It, obviously, it was, it's, it's interesting because like when you think of Wolverine, you don't think of him as like a leader. And like, it is sometimes it is dumb when they try to shoehorn Wolverine as like the leader of the X-Men because well, especially around and- Yeah. Especially around that time. Cause like they were, I mean, Wolverine's always been very popular, but around that time, like I think they had just come out with Wolverine and the X-Men comic title. I don't know which was first, but like mm. 
he was Yeg. he had so many different titles going on yeah i i mean if we're making the allegory that scott summers is leonardo wolverine is the Raphael, and there's always yeah. like a large contingent of the fan base who's like Raphael would be a better leader because he's tough yeah so it's fun to see this take i mean yeah overall this is a fun three episodes i like how they uh segued into like what the future of the show is going to be at the end here and uh yeah it was interesting well done all right i mean final push i think we know the answer but it's one season (laughs) it sucks that it's only one season but you don't have a lot much more to watch and the quality of the show is consistent like there's not really any i don't think there's one bad episode from what i remember um i'm definitely going to be rewatching the rest of this me too um, yeah I, I got real into it and uh i'm not a huge x-men guy like i like the movies and stuff but um this is like potentially getting me like into the comics and stuff so i'm excited all right jimmy why don't you ask since this was your topic all right dan did jeff and i talk you into wolverine and the x-men yeah this was good Oh, man, that's awesome. Now we're going to get a double yes in this episode, right? And uh, (laughs) I have to say, it's kind of like uh, I talked myself into it because, Jimmy, didn't I weirdly buy this from you even though I hadn't seen it? Yes. Yes, you did. Not from you, for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think you did for Christmas or something. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It was fun. Um, I'm kind of torn that it's only one season because the lazy part of me is like, cool, only one season to watch. But then the other side of me is like, Oh, this is a good show. Why did it get canceled after one season? Yeah, it was because of the transfer uh, or how Disney bought Marvel. It was like a really yeah. weird transition, and yeah. it was all on paper. It just got lost. I noticed in the that this is produced by Kevin Feige, which is interesting because right. they've they've done multiple reshuffles of like how their um like production handles different formats of like TV movies, things like that, and so like historically feige was part of marvel studios which did the movies um and that's why he didn't have anything to do with like the netflix shows and stuff that was all jeff Loeb. yeah so so he must have like produced this first and then got then tv got reshuffled under jeff Loeb, and now it's back with feige for the um you know disney plus marvel series so i i just found that sort of interesting to see his name show up in the credits yeah i thought the same thing too so uh yeah i mean consist like like jeff and i said it's a very consistent show and if i remember correctly too like like this entire season is basically like one big arc and i believe it ends like like the arc is just like over at the end that's good um, i was i thought for sure it would end on a cliffhanger so i don't remember exactly but i I honestly don't remember years ago yeah so did i um all right so before we move on to the next topic dan this is kind of really funny um so we presented uh this ninja turtle show that dan isn't a huge fan of to dan last episode yes. or last time we recorded it was very funny and um as soon as we stopped recording i text jimmy and i was like i just remembered what i actually wanted to talk him into and it wasn't this <laughs> oh i wanted to talk you into uncanny x-force the comic series because i was like oh it relates to x-men it's an amazing comic series and i just forgot about it so instead we watched ninja turtles <laughs> yeah that's Um, interesting yeah so i think we'll have to do uncanny x-force in an upcoming episode i would Uh, love to do that actually so uh because i've never read it either so yeah yeah, it's it's amazing yeah i I haven't read much remind me which episodes we watched i forgot the season and the number and all that right so we watched uh i only gave you two episodes i could have given you the episode before dinosaur in the sewer but i was like 
I'm going to keep it short for him. So um, I gave you two episodes to watch the last two episodes of season three, which actually can be found on Hulu. I did not know that they were on Hulu. Um, Annihilation Earth. And on Hulu, it's just one 40 minute episode that they just put both episodes together. So it's uh, it's very easy to watch and this is this is kind of a kitchen sink episode which is why i gave this to you um and upon rewatch there might there might be some stuff that i i wouldn't have given you but i think that it shows you a little bit of a lot of what the series is and maybe there's some stuff in there that you find interesting so dan why don't you take it away okay so um yeah, I think you aptly referred to this. And by the way, we will be spoiling this in this segment. I think you aptly described this as a kitchen sink sort of episode because mm-hmm. it has in everything. The words, yeah, in the words of one of my favorite SNL characters, this show has everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's got triceratons with broken nose pieces. It's got yeah, crying rebels. It's got many mutanimals, as they're referred to. It's got technodromes. Uh, yeah, I was actually surprised when they started calling the Krangs the Utroms because I remember when the show first started, they only called them the Krangs, and people were like, "Oh, they should call them Utroms." Yeah, that's like, oh, they they started doing that. That's one of the things I really uh, hated about this because, like, I like when things change and when things are different, but I think that the '80s series is not good. It's it's nostalgic. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it, and a lot of turtles diehards stand by it. And I'm like, listen, I understand. Like, I grew up on that shit. It's what got me into turtles. It's very nostalgic. I can't yeah. watch it. Like, I, <laughs> it's not. Well, this great. is this is something that you and I have come like head to head over before, which is that it's it it's the same good as it always was. It's it's you that changed, not the show. So in other words, right. like yeah. I introduced this, the original series to my like six year old niece at the time. And she absolutely loved it. And she still loves it. Um, but that's not the same thing as being enjoyable for an adult man with a wife well, no, and child. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, people who are fans who are around our age still, still are like, its yeah, this show is great. Like, it's it's not great. It's it is what it is. It's great it for children. It did. Um, and, and Jeff, you and I have had the same argument about the 2012 series. I'm like, this is not good, and you're like, it's good for what it is, but. Um, well, yeah, but like, so when, when, like Jimmy said, when this came back and they have the Utram as the Krang, I was like, oh, they, they took these, this species that I like and they turned it into this character that I don't like. So when this episode came out and you're introduced to Bishop, which is a character that was introduced in the 2003 series, um, and they made him an Utram, I was like, okay, first of all, that's cool. Uh, second of all, now the Utram are like this rebel sect of the Krang and I was like I like that part that's very cool to me see I have not really watched a lot of this series and I didn't remember that name change thing so I was confused when he's like I am from a tribe called the Utram I'm like yeah we know I didn't realize that that was like, new for this show. Right. Yeah. So like when they did that, I was like, all right, so now, now it's pretty cool because like also the Krang are annoying um, the way that they yes. speak and everything. And I believe that they are voiced by Nolan North who also voiced Cyclops. Yep. And I did not look that up. It's just information that I know. He was also Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series. Oh, you're well, right. I noticed that I forget their names, but the two baddie Krangs that we see, one of them is voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Who, yes. Krang, Krang subprime. Yeah. Whom I love, but I hate in this role. Yep. 
Uh, and the other one is a pretty well-known voice too. I thought I can't remember. So uh, I did not look this up, but Krang Prime it was voiced by Roseanne Barr, which you mentioned yes. in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if Hulu went and changed it or edited this episode because Krang Prime did not have many speaking parts, and that was not Roseanne. Oh, really? It was. I don't know whose voice it was. But it could like, have been the original show too. They may not have wanted to pay Roseanne for this tiny appearance. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if they canceled her or if it just wasn't her in this role. But, yeah, like, I I don't... That's another part of the show I don't really care for is... That uh, goddamn cancel culture forced us to miss out on Roseanne. <laughs> I want my Roseanne for Ultron, whatever her name is, Crank I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Big, annoying, dumb brain character. Yeah. Right, um, so... So, so I guess like before this episode, um, the turtles had faced a Triceraton named Zog. Zog, yes, not Zod, but Zog. Zog, Neil before Good. Zog. Yeah, and, uh, he fell to his death, and all he got was this lousy metal plate on his nose. No, that's Mozar. Oh, yep, sure. <laughs> all of that stuff. So um, he fell from the Statue of Liberty, which they showed in this episode many times. So I yeah. think that they might have spent a lot of time or money on making that model. Yeah. But yeah, the the big thing in this episode, Jeff, like you said, is that they meet Bishop. At first, they think he's another baddie, another Krang, but he's an Utram. And uh, he warns them that uh, the Technodrome is coming to... Uh, do something bad destroy the earth because the the triceratons also want to destroy the earth because they're mad at each other and earth is just like a pawn in this intergalactic yeah the, war of the yeah ages. the triceraton and krang are at, at a war and the krang destroyed the triceratons home world and there was only like a, a shuttle full of triceratons left so there's a yeah. small triceraton yeah. army they want to destroy earth because utrams have you know they've started planted to themselves on earth. earth yeah so they're bit of a reach it is we'll but like like it. i said it's a kitchen sink episode it's all this shit just thrown in and it sets up for future stuff which is at the end of the episode so i oh, guess yeah. like if i i mean <clears throat> let's be honest here these two episodes total are like less than 45 minutes and there's yeah. a lot of shit that happens in them there is yeah so things move like really quickly but if i'm remembering correctly like the turtles bring in like the mutanimals, which are another thing that is a terrible name for characters that I know and have <laughs> fond memories of. <laughs> that's um, not that's that's an existing thing from really. All... I never heard him referred to as that. Oh, yeah, so the mutanimals started in the Archie comic series. Mm -hmm. Um that's or or in the card yeah yeah it is but when the series came back in 2011 on idw the comic series they also did this updated version of the mutant animals so what i love about the idw series is that they take these corny things that i don't like from the past like the mutant animals or and like other cool, things yeah. from art yeah and they make them pretty cool and i think yeah. that this series does an okay job at that like monkey brains that's an original character <laughs> i'm not a fan of uh pigeon to say the least Pigeon yeah. Pete was in this show first, and then they brought him into the IDW series. So that was actually pretty cool. He I doesn't show up Slash in this, though, I don't think. Does no. he? No, I don't think he was in this one, but he is part of the Mutanimals. But like Mondo Gecko's in here, and he's voiced by the, the guy who did yeah. Michelangelo's voice in the 80s series. So Dude, there's some that's cool one of the few like times when I actually recognized a voice performance and then like looked it up and verified that I was correct. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Um, 
and I, basically like the they split into like two teams one of them is going to like stay on earth and try to like stop the triceraton from setting up their black hole machine and uh the other team was going to go like try to take out the technodrome right and uh yeah i don't really remember a lot of the fine inner workings of those two battles but um i think the technodrome is destroyed but uh they fail and the triceratons like install their black hole weapon Mm -hmm. um and then like we need even more backup because triceratons are just like phasing in from anywhere so um casey jones shows up april shows up um splinter goes to like shredder and his like bad mutants who are like yeah. bebop rocksteady and then a tiger guy that i yeah. didn't know tiger claw yeah well that's convenient um, uh, yeah it is i mean it's fine <laughs> that you don't it's fine that you don't know him he's actually a pretty cool character um he's had a few episodes on his own so if you're interested in that character you can find out more if you watch the show mm. uh cool he's not uh, he's not <laughs> so there's the big fight around um we, Wait, I Dan, b- before we go on, Washington though. Washington Square Park. Did, I, I'm trying to remember. Did Bebop talk in this episode? Yes. Did you recognize his voice? Oh, I did. I can't remember, though. Was it Fred Armisen? J.B. Smoove. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Dude, funny. There's some, there's some really weird and cool casting in the show. Like, Slash is Corey Feldman, who was Donatello in the first movie. So they That's have, funny. like, a lot of this uh, really yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. Um i can't think of jb smooth vocal performance without thinking of the plant in harley quinn now poison Ivy's oh, yeah. pet plant yeah i'll always be leon to me yeah 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 i mean that's the ultimate but uh but so did. yeah splinter and shredder like form this like little alliance because he's like hey i know you hate me but if the earth is destroyed you know that ain't good so, right and, and there's there's also a scene later on where april like yells at shredder about karai um and karai's not in this episode this is a part of the show where she's gone missing um mm-hmm. but like you see this so at this point in the show you find out that karai is really splinter's daughter and shredder kidnapped her splinter's at a young age. daughter yeah and, okay. and Shredder kidnapped her at a young age and raised her as his own. So there's this war going on in the whole series trying to get Karai back to the good side and like mm. trying to to show her the truth. And she finds out and it's it's really pretty deep stuff for a show that's pretty cheesy overall and corny. Um, that's actually so, kind of like, cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I think the episode Tales of the Yokai, which a lot of people brought up on the Technodrome forum when I asked, is a good episode that shows that whole backstory. It's when um, Splinter was human and they're back in Japan and the war between Hamato Yoshi and Rokusaki. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. And this episode just touches on it. So it does have a little bit of everything that I like about it which I hope that you are intrigued by and want to at least watch more of some of it. So it's so adorable. when Jeff monologues about Ninja Turtles. Oh, I can do (laughs) the the next, uh, talking to myself episode will just be me talking about Ninja Turtles. So, so here's another weird thing that happens, um, that apparently is a part of this show that I wasn't aware of. April O'Neil has superpowers. Yeah. Um, it's not like (laughs) crazy, but she does have some psychic abilities and, splinter is also teaching her ninjutsu so she's she's learning how to fight but i'm i'm not super into it but i i think that they don't overdo it and make it crazy like this this was a culmination of three seasons worth of like slow teases and build up so it's not like she does this every episode 
Right. It's really bad. Really, really bad. That's that's um, fine. <laughs> so the, I do like this big battle in Washington Square Park. It feels right. almost like like a series finale or something. Um, it's a yeah, season it's like, finale, but yeah. Yeah, but it definitely feels like, as we'll get to at the end of this, that the show's about to pivot because... This is like every character. I mean, I didn't watch the show, but I can assume this is like a lot of the characters it's, that they've come across throughout the it's series. It's the main, most of the main characters, yeah. Yeah. Having a big, big throwdown. Um, Michelangelo gets captured at one point, but it feels kind of useless because he's like immediately rescued, and I don't really remember like why or how or anything but i did love the only part that like really actually made me laugh was they were trying to get like the coordinates from michelangelo they're like reading his mind but then um the i i guess the uh the crying was like all i can detect is some sort of substance called pizza and i was yeah, like it's was pretty funny. good yeah i like that uh the biggest part of this episode or triceraton i'm sorry for me that worked the best is um when like splinter and uh shredder have like one hail mary opportunity to stop the uh black hole weapon and they go charging for it and uh shredder just kills splinter and yeah I was like yeah that that actually works character wise because he's the type of character that would like watch the world burn just to defeat splinter and that's yes. literally what he did he sacrificed the earth just so that he could win like a sassy queen uh-huh and uh, uh, if I was Splinter, I probably would have seen that coming. Like, you don't negotiate with a madman, basically. I mean, maybe he maybe he thought that they would stop the threat and then it would come to that. But he didn't right. care. Um, I, I, I think Splinter was basically like, hey, our war will continue once there's an earth. Right. Right. So, yeah, um, I do think it was bold and very sassy of this show to destroy the entire planet and everyone that we just watched and cared about, except for, like, our series leads. Mm -hmm. So, like, remind me, who gets rescued by um, uh, Professor Honeycutt? It's the, uh, the Turtles. The Turtles, April, and Casey. No, spl no Splinter, because he's dead. Splinter's dead. He's very... So, is. I'm assuming that... Um, and then we get, like, what's Honeycutt's... Code. Fugitoid. Fugitoid. Yeah, Fugitoid is like, we're going to go on an adventure. And Casey Jones cracks a really fun joke. And I, if I was Turtles, I'd be like, bro, our fucking dad just got murdered. And the so I was thinking Earth the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I wrote this down, too, because I forgot about this. But that is what's wrong with this show. Literally, nutshell. the Earth just exploded. And Casey Jones goes, this is awesome. Is it yeah. Casey Jones? Is it really? <laughs> I'd be like, you're a fucking sociopath, sorry. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> I mean, um, he is, but yeah, I, I I don't like that. But I do. Th this does set up for the next season, which is in space, which the turtles have gone to before in different mm -hmm. uh, forms of media, which yeah. I think is very cool. And Fugitoid is like my top five favorite turtles characters of all time. Did you notice who voiced him, Dan? I don't remember. David Tennant, the tenth Doctor. Oh, really? No, oh, I didn't put that together. I didn't. Yeah, think, I didn't know that either. So if you me is probably going to happen. Very cool stuff. Um, Guys, so, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that throughout the course of their adventures, they may try to bring Earth back. Just well, going to guess. I did continue watching this when it was on Hulu. And like the first one minute of season four's opening is them talking about traveling through time to find these pieces of the thing. So like, yeah, that's what they're going to be doing. They're, yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if they just hard pivoted and were like, so forget cool. about we're Earth. Space I would have yeah. loved that. But yeah, the next season is them 
them trying to use not travel through time but like use the gravity of you know like theoretical physics how like time is all in a circle and like use yeah. that and they have one attempt to fix it and if they don't they can never go back it's it's wibbly wobbly right. timey wimey like you said guys hear me out let's for patreon the three of us let's write a comic book mini series that's an alternate season four where they give up on earth <laughs> and the they turtles, become space pirates oh even better the turtles find an abandoned planet they kill casey jones and they just basically <laughs> take turns impregnating o- april o'neill to create a race of human what turtle hybrids f- hate to populate this planet Dan, uh, Dan, I think what she's is like what goes in this cartoon? Yeah, and they're like fifteen. What goes on in your head, Dan? <laughs> Jeff, you were thinking it. You probably have it written down in a diary somewhere. <laughs> they actually do have a part. Green. <laughs> they actually do have an episode where they meet Mona Lisa, which she's like a salamander. And Raphael asks uh, Casey if it would be okay if a turtle and a salamander hooked up. <laughs> wow. it's, it's kind of cool. weird um so other than uh, we have like the story out of the way what did you think about the aesthetics of the show like uh the character design animation the theme song the music the voice act what did you think about all of that that makes it a cartoon yeah so i think it's um it's all over the place for me depending on like the category so right like, i agree um character design hmm I, I don't love the character design. I, I can live with the turtle stuff. Like some of the aesthetics are weird, like the big fat legs. I I know that like goes back to the original sketches by Eastman and Laird. Yeah. Um, those are fine, and I can even like live with like the human human type figures, like April Casey stuff like that. Um, it's the ancillary characters where it feels like they were like, let's get creative and bold. That I don't think are a big success. Oh, like um, who? Uh, like Bebop and Rocksteady, okay. like something about well, like I don't know. Rocksteady's kind of thick and rhino-y, but Bebop, yeah, I, I understand he's like a skinny warthog. He's a warthog and he has big, long, skinny legs. I don't know. Some of it doesn't work, and like obviously, like they're messing with anatomy and like what could physically exist on Earth and be able to walk on two legs is like questionable. But whatever, yeah. that's not a huge sticking point for me. Um, I think the animation is strong. Like everything has a really nice flow. The the fight scenes seem fluid the gravity makes sense i love in the fight scenes throughout the series when they go in like stealth or like battle mode they their yeah. pupils go away i'm a fan of yeah, that no was pupil a cool feature i noticed and a yeah. lot of times like especially when they're in like the dark and in the shadows the animation looks really really cool yeah the theme song was fine i mean it it did everything it needs to do which is like to be the original theme song but with a rap beat yeah i, thought <laughs> yeah. It, it's I like, probably I like my, the new theme song yeah, it's probably my favorite of the theme songs. I have to say what I thought was the weakest part animation-wise, um, and I didn't expect this, was, and I think it's just a way of saving money on computer-animated cartoons, the backgrounds were, like, super flat and stagnant. Like, uh, it felt like they were just, like, having, like, a lot of this battle stuff took place in Washington Square Park, and if they weren't immediately interacting with the environment, it felt like um, the old like Pokemon backgrounds where it's like <laughs> one screen that just repeats over and over again. I'll I agree with you, especially, like especially when they're on like spaceships. It's just like very yeah. smooth backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of looked at that as the aesthetic where like it's supposed to be like a comic book, but like they're the ones moving. Um, that's just kind of how I took it. 
it felt like early like 90s or maybe not like late 90s cd-rom computer game like <laughs> yes Sims. i know exactly what you're talking about uh, you may- know what i'm maybe saying maybe in these episodes but like the early parts of season three when they retreat to the woods there's some there's a lot of cool scenery and backgrounds a lot of the stuff that's like in the sewers or in their lair or just like it's and in space when it gets like all bright and neon and weird there's some cool stuff so I, it might vary based on the episodes and i'll say that the voice acting varies too i mean i think um I liked Seth Green replacing uh what's his Jason name Biggs. Jason Biggs. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a good choice. He's better. Well, plus Ron Paulson is Donatello, who was the original Raphael. But yeah, like I, Michelangelo yeah. is intolerable. It, he's the absolute worst part about this show for me, like hands down. Yeah, because he's every kid's favorite. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's some cool performances in the voice stuff, and then there's some bad. Like, uh, the dude who does Shredder, is that, what's his name? That Kevin Clay? Michael Richardson, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where did I get Clay from? Um, I know who like you're a, talking about. I can't think of the name, though. But, uh, yeah, he's good. I mean, there's some good and there's some bad. I thought Shredder um, looked really good in this cartoon, too. I thought he was one of the best-looking Shredders in a cartoon I've seen. Yeah, some of it's I, cool. I still stand 2K3 Shredder, but I, I think yeah. he's fine. I think he's pretty he's cool. just a monster. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like hit or miss, depending on like what you're looking for in animation, but uh, I don't have a lot more overall um, thoughts. I mean, this is weird because I don't know where this is going to go. I still think it's going to be a no, but I I don't know. You you said <laughs> you're a lot more positive right now than I thought you would be. Mm. My my final push is that uh, it's five seasons. Like I said, I, I don't want you to watch everything. I want you to I want you to say yes if you're interested in watching any of it. Like if the Karai stuff interests you, let me know. I'll give you a list of episodes to watch. If the space stuff interests you, like if there's enough there that you liked or thought that you liked more than you did or you want to watch any of it, I think you should be a yes. Okay. I want you to want me. Dan. Yeah. Was I able to, after multiple failed attempts, to talk you into the 2012 Nickelodeon series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. Nah. And furthermore, <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends anymore because you don't know anything about me. I hated this so much. <laughs> there was very oh, little redeemable boy. about this, Jeff. And frankly, like, how could you watch five seasons of this? I'm ashamed for you. <laughs> It was spread over five years, and I didn't, I didn't watch it like every week when it came out. But I bought the DVDs, and there's some cool shit at the end. Like they have, they have an. I think the series was supposed to end with it like jumping far into the future, where um, it doesn't even matter. There's no point. No, in me telling it doesn't. None of this matters. It's all, it's all bad. This is a child show, and it's poorly done for a children's show. Stop, stop watching this. Stop was, committing thought to this. There was nothing you liked about it. I don't think so. I, I when Mondo Gecko came out and I recognized his voice, I was like, "Cool!" And then he immediately like fell off his skateboard and did like a big pratfall. <laughs> Ugh, I'm dumb. <laughs> like everything was just backdoored with like a really bad joke. Like everything. And then like uh. the one thing that I thought was cool, which is how it ended, like Splinter's dead and the Earth blows up, and Casey's like radical, and that's how the <laughs> yeah. show ends. I thought that I was, was like real bad too. I want to vomit and then eat my own vomit and then go to sleep. <laughs> and just just leave the vomit in your stomach to be yeah. re- just like a just like a dog in a pet shop waiting for an owner to buy it. 
Okay, so wow. <laughs> since, since I'm not I'm done, just, Jeff. Oh, at one point, <laughs> at one point, <laughs> I, when I was watching the show, Happy you guys were texting. Yeah, yeah, this fucking pisses me off. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> this is supposed to be my birthday present, and you gave me one of the worst things we've ever done on this podcast. And, and I knew it when you said it, and I was like, is this a practical joke? Turns out it was just your bad memory. But anyways, you guys were texting <laughs> yes. me while I was watching this, and I snapped you like a picture of me watching the show. Yeah. And like when I did that, I, I also sent that picture to... Um, a lady that I've been talking to and her response was like, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, I don't know. I need a change. <laughs> so and please stop giving me podcast. stuff like this. <laughs> okay. How about this to make it up for you? We're supposed to record uh, a first half of uh, one of my topics today. Let's switch that. Cause it's not topical or anything. Let's switch Jeff, that to uncanny X force. Let's switch it to uncanny X force. Like I wanted to give you and I will make it up to you because this, that is a great comic series. Oh, I'm, I don't like changing plans, but I guess I'll go along for the ride. <laughs> I, I need, I want to make it up for you. I thought that maybe there might be a chance. <laughs> maybe I can introduce you to some turtle stuff that you like, but uh, I, I failed. And yeah. You, off mic, you did say that I had a great memory, and I proved you wrong on mic. So let, yeah. let's let's change that. We already pushed. Also this topic a off mic. Also off mic. I said that we've been friends for twenty years, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so you said anyway, that exactly so, like the AOL guy. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was actually really good. I thought it was the AOL guy. It was unintentional. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. All right. So in two episodes from now, because we're recording another episode, in two episodes from now. I'll talk both of you into Uncanny X-Force. I'll cleanse you your palate. I, th- <laughs> I think I'll be successful. Uh, cleanse your palate of the the sh- vomit taste of this series. Yeah. Uh, and, Just out uh, of curiosity, Jim, what did you think of this? I thought it was fine. Like, uh, it was definitely a, a kid's cartoon, but there, were, there was some stuff where I was like, hmm. Um, I thought some of the stuff was cool. Like, I liked how Casey on his hockey stick, it said Eastman on it. I was like, oh, that's a little thing. Yeah, we need to find, like, something Ninja Turtles that Jimmy hasn't gotten into that's actually good so we can, like, tell the world that there is good Ninja Turtle stuff. I can, yeah. we can do that. I have some ideas. So, Jimmy, would you have been a yes or a no? Oh, I would have been a no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you should have been a no in in life. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think overall I am a no. <laughs> but you gave it to me on my birthday, you son of a bitch. That's like Jimmy. you wrapping up a turd and being like, I don't like this thing, but you might. I don't know why. Happy I mean, birthday. I kind of, I kind of get this episode because it literally had like everything that you like about turtles in one like episode. But then oh, it don't also get me had wrong. all the bad stuff. Don't get me wrong. If everything plot-wise from this episode happened in the IDW comic book series, right. I would have absolutely loved it. But that just goes to show you, like, a friend of our pod, Dave Gonzalez, you know, he hosts a show about spoilers and stuff like that. And he always says, like, it's not the plot. It's the execution that makes right. something good or bad. Right. So uh, let's hope uh, X-Men whatever is good. <laughs> <laughs> the uncanny x-force yeah yeah well Did jeff leave no i'm right here oh he's you're being here. awfully quiet are you crying no my wife <laughs> just walked in the room with a giant plate of food and i'm trying to mime her that i just had explosive diarrhea and can't eat it <laughs> uh, without saying anything <laughs> hi baby I wish, and wife i wish your camera was on so i could see how you mime explosive diarrhea 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> Jimmy, next yes. week we're, next we're getting week. we're getting a little personal. What are you going to try to talk us into? Yes, next week I am finally having my rebuttal to your episode, uh, our music. <laughs> And, Which is like a hundred uh, episodes ago. We finally get around to this. I know. Well, we we scheduled this twice already, and both times it's gotten postponed. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is Jimmy's projects. We are going back, and we are watching some of the things that I've worked on, video wise, and um, we're gonna get into it. And I cannot wait for this because I have a feeling that I'm gonna hate most of it but love it because it's so bad and funny <laughs> well maybe i don't know i mean we're not going that far back we're going back Jimmy, to like around when i was in college yes dan i made you listen, listen to drag queen you're gonna have to show me some bad so here's stuff. the thing jim i i know that this is like your public profile and you don't want to be too embarrassed but jeff and i got <laughs> embarrassed we put ourselves on the line you need to give us something give us something <laughs> to cringe over I'll give you all right. I'll give you one or two videos that are pretty. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. I need it. I need a clip of your cat cookies and cream in your sink and you talking to her for like ten minutes. <laughs> I'll see what I can find. I mean, I have the playlist already done, but um, oh. I could I could add a couple of things, I suppose. Um, so right. next week there's going to be a playlist and, uh, we're going <laughs> he to sound so defeated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Cause there is some stuff on this playlist that I'm excited to like talk to you guys about and like, just get behind the scenes and stuff because we don't really do that that often on the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. In the meantime, Jeff, where can people <gasps> podcast online? People could find us on talkmeinto.com. Don't know why you would go there, but it exists. You could find us on social media, twitter.com slash talkmeinto or Adiscon talkmeinto if you're nasty. We're on yeah. Instagram at talkmeintopod. I think we have a Facebook. I don't know. I don't use that shit anymore. It's because Russia was something. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> We're on patreon.com slash talkmeinto. We just revamped the whole site. It's dope. We're putting up a lot of content regularly exclusive audio like new shows called talking shit and talking to myself we're putting up video before we put it on youtube so you can see like cook with us videos that we've already done and when uh quarantine's over we'll be making some more we got some new series called collector's edition where we're all showing uh collections that we have yes. <laughs> uh, we all recorded our uh, record collections and Jimmy's is already out at re- time of recording and Dan and I's will be out you know in the in the coming months maybe it's out if you might be listening to this in 2062 I don't know it's on the internet somewhere yeah and Jimmy where can people find you personally on the internet you can find me at son of a fitch s-o-n-n-a-b-a-f-i-t-c-h on twitter instagram and youtube where you can be finding that playlist oh boy it's gonna be fun uh Dan where can people find you personally online uh, you could find me on Twitter at Danny underscore breakdown. Thank you, Jeff, for bringing that back. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can also check out my band. Uh, uh, if you feel like going on to a website, it's olddogsmusic.com, which uh, the old has an E. Or we're on Instagram under the name old underscore dogs. Again, with an E. It's fun. Punk rock. Do it up. Thank you for listening to Talk No nope. uh, Pork, nope. Jeff. Oh, wow. I feel like I feel I like forgot. a piece of shit now. Is this what you felt like when I told you we're going to watch Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Jeff, 
Where are you? People could find me at the technodromeforums.com. My username <laughs> is Jeff. And for location, I put... There's so few people that you can just be Jeff. You're the only Jeff. Uh, my location is, I heard the sewers in Connecticut are nice. I oh, saw that. Thank you cute. for listening to Talk Me Into. What will Jimmy talk us into next? <laughs> I was going to do an impression of like 14-year-old Jimmy, but... That's, that's just my voice. <laughs> we both <laughs> went with I both did I. Welcome to Jimmy Fitch's blogs. Spider-Man actually has a belt that shows his spider logo. <laughs> oh. That's such an inside joke. I am yeah, also I'm recording. recording. Okay. I'll count this down. <laughs> as soon as everyone's all clear and phlegm well, I, I woke free. up like 10 minutes ago. I'm very... Watch out for the phlegm. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> that was one of my worst claps ever. Good luck finding that spike, Jim. It's fine. It was one of those claps where your fingertips barely hit your palm. So it's like a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like dropping a toothpick on the floor. A single toothpick. Just the one. Mm-hmm. On a carpet right. floor. Maybe we can do Dan Day first, and after Wolverine and the X-Men, we could both go take poops. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that's that's how we so schedule at the end of this. So at the end of this, we're going to be promoing Jimmy's projects. Yeah. yeah, but what I'm right. saying is I'm not going to last the entire segment. Yeah, that's <laughs> is, fine. Is what I'm so saying. which or comes we... first, Wolverine and the X-Men or Turtles? Wolverine and the X-Men. Okay. Jeff, that's one thing. I mean, you have a ton of character flaws, like so many, um, but what, you have a very good memory. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was gonna. I thought you were going to shit on me for having to poop a lot. No, I mean, that was just a really backhanded way of saying like you have so many character flaws, but... That too, but I, also I did thank compliment you. you. Yes, thank you for the nag. Very sweet of you. That's why we've been together for so long. <laughs> we've been together. <laughs> we were talking about me and my sister were talking about long friendships because she has friendships that she made like in elementary school that she still talks to, mm -hmm. and I I don't really. But <clears throat> I'm so old that Jeff and I have been friends for I would say around 20 years because I was a freshman when I met you, and yeah. that's like 14. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's about correct. It's fucking adorable. It's so <laughs> I cute. think my longest friendship was since sixth grade. Yeah, I was going to say, you so... have people that you were young that you still talk to, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I still have people that are, like, from, like, first grade, but I wouldn't consider them, like, close friends. Yeah. But, like, my buddy Ryan I met when I was 12, so that's, I don't know, close to 15 years. Is that the one who brought a gun to our picnic? Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, cool. <laughs> that sounds right. And, hey guys, uh, I'm about to shit my pants. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> well, you, if you want, you can keep the track going for. I gotta. I, I'm gonna shit. No, I'll poo as well. Okay. Jim, you wanna, you wanna stop? stop? Are we gonna stop? Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. Stop. Three. Oh, Jesus Christ. Two. Oh my God. What my father is that? in my window. I literally jumped out of my chair. <laughs> I wish that was recording. It is. <laughs> oh my God. Can you hear him? He just called himself Big yes. Star Six. <laughs> Big I gotta go. I'm recording. Bye. I have never done that. I literally jumped. 
literally, like my feet bang the floor. <laughs> he wasn't just like near my window. His face was touching my window, which is literally two feet away from me. That's and really he just good. went tap, and I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Sorry All right. That. My heart is racing. Oh, good. Get that adrenaline up. Yeah.